The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Good Sunday morning and welcome to Your Life, Your Money. I am Chris Creston and I'm joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. He's one of the top financial advisors in the country and always first in our heart. You can always visit him at askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Or give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Kelvin, the money guy, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Chris. I'm doing well. How are you keeping? Good, good. You know, I I felt weird not having a Leafs game last night, but don't worry. We got... (laughs) A game happening tonight, so uh, good to to see the boys uh, playing in Florida, and uh, I can't wait. It'll be uh, I'm I'm nervous, but uh-huh. I'm optimistic. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, I heard on Saturday. I heard they were they were they were going to run an old Montreal Maple Leaf <laughs> playoff game, but <laughs> I guess we still, I guess I said no. Please don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting times. I mean. Uh, you know, making out a first round mm-hmm. is um, even for a non-league fan. I mean, that's nice to see. So, yeah, you yeah. know what? I think even the the most ardent leaf haters want, in the depths of their hearts, they want to yeah. see the Leafs uh, the Leafs do well and go uh, deep into the playoffs. And I, I think you know, there's something about being uh, part of a town and getting excited about the the team. Mm-hmm. And and hey, there's room on the bandwagon. That's what I, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm, no, I agree. I I agree with you. Maybe I'm being <laughs> too hopeful, but uh, uh, you know, we 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 hang a lot of our emotions. It's funny on these sorts of things and on sports teams. They help us forget about hard times. They can almost bolster good times in a lot of ways too, and make things feel even better. And in our you know lives and in our financial lives, it's great to have yeah. that sort of thing. And uh, you know, you talk about the finances of of sports, or you talk about the economics of how well uh, you know all the ancillary businesses that do well when a sports mm-hmm. team goes into the playoffs. Like you think about right. the bars, and you think about the restaurants, and you think about uh, maybe even the mm-hmm. spinoffs of uh, kids who get interested in hockey for the first time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. sure there was a lot of that when uh, the Raptors. Uh, Won, mm-hmm. won the championship to see a whole bunch of uh, kids sort of get excited, maybe discover basketball for the first time. It's, it's it's always exciting when there's playoffs happening. Yeah, it's you know it's all good. It's it's all good. You so know, we're heading into a nice uh, time of the year. I mm-hmm. mean, we're heading into May, June. Looks like uh, they said it's going to be a nice, long, hot summer. So you know, so these rainy days that went by, I yeah. think we'll forget all about it, and yeah, we'll be good. Exactly. And uh, Calvin, you know, we uh, we talk all about your life and your money on the show. It's the name of the show. And uh, when we get into um, springtime and everything, we start to think about rebirth. We start to think about uh, you know starting over new. Uh, but uh, you know, there's always there's always the financial part of your life, and you're always uh, got to keep an eye on on that. And uh, the other thing that you think about in springtime, of course, is tax time. So if you mm-hmm. haven't filed your taxes yet, you're a little late. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully you don't owe anything, and you'll be okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's funny, you know, we spend all of our working years planning our retirement and saving our money and how much, how we're going to save it in an RSP, TFS, wherever, however else we're going to save it, buy cottages and rentals and so on. We spend all these time, you know, sweating through markets going up and down and up and down and worried. And many of us don't give too much thought about taxes, about, you know, death and taxes. Um, Two and, things and that we can't we, avoid. No, well, that's what Brent, Benjamin Franklin said. In, in the world, nothing can be said to, to certainty except for death and taxes. And he's right. I mean, uh, you know, what got me to thinking about this topic was over the last, I would say, couple of months, a lot of clients' parents are in their late 80s and 90s, actually. Some are even hitting 100. Mm-hmm. And and then they look at what the tax liabilities and things are going to have to that's going to happen to them. And, you know, what do they do? Do they sell the house? Do they gift the money to the kids? How is their, RS, their risk going to be taxed? Their, their TFSA, do they have it set up properly? So a lot of these things, what I'm finding is many people don't know. And, and, and the tax bill could be quite huge, right? So I think with a little planning, retirees can, you know, reduce their lifetime tax payable and minimize the potential tax payable on their estate, right? And that's so, so important, right? Because you want to sure. make sure that, you know, you, you're, you're making sure that your money and your hard-earned assets get passed down mm-hmm. to the, your children and grandchildren um, right. without it getting clawed away and pieced apart by the, by the taxman. Well, you know, for many retirees, you know, there's a point where these both certainties intersect um, and concerns about having saved enough money for retirement really turns into protecting an estate from the tax and other costs. And you're right to pass on to the next generation, right? We sacrifice all the time. We sacrifice saving money when we're growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, We get worried about the stock markets going up and down and we get very little thought to this so some some of the main drains on an estate are income tax probate tax and estate settlement and you know we'll touch on each of each of one of those topics as we go forward but uh many people don't sit and think about these things and i and i thought geez let me let me talk about that like you said we're heading into you know change of the weather things like that so maybe we can focus in on are we set up to the end and we set up for when the end finally comes are we okay are we gonna have enough money to pass on to the kids and and many times you know sometimes uh parents that came here a long time ago and bought you know properties and so on many times what i'm finding is the kids have to sell the property to pay the estate tax wow so it's a big big problem and we don't think about it i mean when you think of the when you think of how old we're getting you know our parents are in their late 80s, 90s, something like that. Mm-hmm. So those these things are going to come to fruition. So we better be prepared for it, you know. So on this show, you know, we'll focus on on income tax and the most common estate assets that come into play. And typically, it's RSPs like RSP accounts, tax-free savings account, and our non-registered assets, right? Um, how is each taxed, and how is it sent out to the next generation? So I guess the good news is that for married and common law couples, um, income tax, you know, can largely be deferred on the death 
of the spouse. So one spouse passes, everything goes to the other spouse, and no tax, right? So when I die, my wife isn't paying income tax on the money that I leave her. Right, exactly. You know, so with proper planning in advance of death or even afterwards, taxation can be mitigated and potentially even eliminated. What do I mean by that? In in a nutshell, I think most people should look into uh, life insurance. I mean, we did a show last week or the week before on life insurance and critical illness. This type of insurance is called a joint last to die insurance. Mm. So a joint last to die insurance come, uh, pays up when the last spouse dies. So, so for example, say your tax liability is a million bucks, mm -hmm. your RSPs, maybe you have a cottage or a rental property that you have to pay capital gains tax on. Maybe what you want to do is buy a joint last to die insurance policy. And what that means is the, the proceeds are paid out on the last spouse that dies. Uh, and um, so the insurance, the cost of the insurance is a lot cheaper than buying a first to die because the insurance company has to pay out the money when the first one dies. So joint last to die insurance policies is really meant to protect the estate because life insurance proceeds are not taxable upon death. Mm. So, you know, on some shows, when I say if you have $500,000 in your RSP, you really have two fifty. Yeah. It's because half of it is taxed when you, when, when the last person dies. So you have to watch, you know, think of RSP accounts, like no registered accounts, I should say, such as RSPs, RIFs. Um, some people have defined contribution pensions, Liras, LIFs. You know, that could be transferred uh, or tax deferred from one spouse to another on debt simply by naming them as a successor annuitant or a beneficiary. It's when the last one dies is when the taxes have to be paid. So we have to be mindful of that and look at that. So, so, so either way, there's uh, no way around having to pay the taxes. So no. it's, it's going to be, you know, your spouse who's not working or potentially your children down the road. Yeah. Uh, but right. no, assuming they are working or their, their children are working. Yeah. So, you know, the, the word successor annuitant is something that most people don't really think about. They think about a ben as a beneficiary, which is the same thing. Um, but a successor, a successor annuitant uh, takes over, say, an existing or a registered account upon death of the spouse and the account is not collapsed. If it's a beneficiary, it's collapsed. If it's right. a successor annuitant, it's not. But only a spouse could be a successor annuitant. So speak to your advisor um, about that and maybe double check on your TFSA. Maybe after the break, we'll, I'll get into a little bit more of that. Great. We'll uh, continue talking about that and how to make sure that you're minimizing that tax liability and ensuring that your money goes to your loved ones when it comes time, when death and taxes uh, intertwine with each other and find themselves on the same road. If you want to reach out to Kelvin, feel free to go to askkelvin.ca. That's ask askkelvin.ca. You click on the schedule a call link in the corner and you book a time and date of your choosing when you can have a free chat with Kelvin. Otherwise, you can always pick up the phone, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Breaking down the details of death and taxes as your life, your money continues here on 640 Toronto. 
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good Sunday morning. Welcome back to Your Life, Your Money. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday. We appreciate it and uh, we thank you for spending some time with us. And we thank Kelvin the Money Guy for spending some time with us. You can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. And you can give him a call on the phone, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And we're talking about that intersection in your life, that, that time that we don't want to really think about. But, you know, the uh, the, the quote about uh, Benjamin Franklin, death and taxes, two things that you can't avoid, but when they intersect and you get to that point, you want to make sure that things are set up so that your loved ones get what they need. They get what you've worked so hard to earn so that you can pass right. on to them. And that is such a big deal. And before we took the break, Kelvin, you were talking about the difference between uh, the um, beneficiary and a successor annuitant. And the the if I can sum it up shortly, the successor annuitant could be your spouse or would have to be your spouse. And it ensures that the spouse isn't paying uh, taxes on the money that they get when you pass away. Right. Right. So, but it, but it's only, uh, but it's only riffs, uh, lifts like lifts mm-hmm. and similar income fund accounts that have been converted prior to you turning seventy one can have a successor annuitant. It's not RSPs. It's kind of confusing, mm-hmm. but I think if you pick up the phone and call us or call, uh, give your advisor a call. I think uh, it'll be easier to explain. It's kind of one of those funny things in our in our business, not cut and dry, you know? Well, so, yeah, one of these things um, where, you know, I guess over a uh, hundred years of putting this stuff together, they've patched <laughs> things around and, uh, and yeah. jury-rigged and daisy-chained things, and it doesn't quite make a lot of sense <laughs> until you ask the, ask the professionals. I know. And, and the thing is, we don't think about these things, you know, we give it no thought to, uh, you know, when we die, why should we? Right. Well, we don't want to, um, you know, it's, it's a thought we avoid <laughs> in most cases. Yeah. Yeah. But like I say, it came to, I came to thinking about this because many of my clients now are asking me these questions about, you know, what should I do? Uh, what should my mom and dad do? Uh, should they sell their house and gift us the money right now? Mm-hmm. What should they do? So there's lots of little things that uh, we, we need to, to talk about and have that conversation so so very interesting about rsps how it's taxed who it could be left to you know for example if a child or a, or or other non-spouse beneficiaries name to receive the registered accounts you know that money is fully taxable mm-hmm. um when the person dies right so um there's many exceptions to some of these rules like everything else so for example um if um you know um one exception is to apply the child or grandchild if it who is financially dependent might not have to pay a lot of the taxes and so on because certain special things that that could happen you know and all of our lives are different right so um while doing your rsp income planning it's important to consider what happens on death to the rsp in the rift you know it's really funny because you, you need to maybe look at the amount of rsps you have and i talk about this a, a lot Maybe one of the one of the strategies um, is to start removing some of your RSPs now, 
right? Maybe look at, see how much you got, see what my liability is going to be in the future and maybe cash some out now. Um, I don't know. It's not for everybody to do it, but you have to sit down with your advisor and figure out, is that beneficial to me? Should I pay a little bit of tax now or a lot of tax down the road, right? So those are some of the things you need to, you need to start figuring out. Do I convert some of my um, RSPs to a RIF now that I'm younger or should I wait till I'm 71, right? Interestingly enough, TFSAs um, are very interesting. You know, um, it's a, it holds the true name of what it is. It's a tax-free during lifetime and upon death. So it's a really true. So Benjamin Franklin might not be right about this one. <laughs> we proved him wrong. <laughs> yeah, because he was, this tax saving wasn't around when he when he made that comment. So the <laughs> so the tax savings um, is truly a tax saver during or after death, but a spouse can be, but the spouse has to be named successor holder or a beneficiary of the TFSA. You know, naming a spouse as a successor holder ensures that the income earned in the TFSA from the date of death onward remain tax-free as a spouse takes over the account. So for example, if you had a hundred grand in your TFSA, you know, through growth and everything else, and then you die, but you don't settle the estate for a few months and the markets go up to 110,000 and that 10 is taxable. So you have to be very careful. So make sure you check your paperwork and see who the beneficiary is. Interesting. And so things can change between the, the date that you die and they call it and the date that yeah. the actual estate is settled. Yeah, because when you die, everything, everything dies, right? Everything mm -hmm. is frozen for Got lack it. of a better word, right? So anything onwards, you know, you might have run into some problems. So always try, always, you know, and that's why there's financial advisors around. Because mm -hmm. we think of all these things for you. So you don't have to think about it. You can go and enjoy your life, tell your advisor what your concerns are, and they can put these things together for you and help you, um, you know, fix a lot of these problems. Maybe not, maybe not pay no taxes, but... Uh, defer it or pay very less when something was to happen to you right so just just you know because it's always the little things that matter not so much the big things mm -hmm. when it comes to these type of money planning right so um and and then the next thing so we talked about rsps and tfsas how they're taxed the next thing which is a real biggie is non-registered assets you know, over the last, I would say, 10 years or so, many people went and bought rental properties, maybe two rental properties, right? Because things were so cheap. Interest rates were low and, you know, house prices were rising and so on. But yeah, now maybe what you happens? can make some money Airbnb, a cottage or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So non-registered investments, you know, vacation properties, uh, rental real estate, you know, private company shares um, and other taxable capital assets are generally can generally be left to the surviving spouse upon death with no capital gains tax immediately payable. So how do we do it? So there's many ways to go about it. Uh, so instead, you know, an asset is transferred at adjusted. I want to get into all these technical terms because <laughs> <laughs> it's very complicated. And my I myself don't know a lot of these things. So what I do is I... Um, kind of, you know, affiliate myself with accountants and tax lawyers. 
So I do the financial planning part of it and they do all that other stuff, the accountant and the lawyer kind of figure out what to do. So that's the benefits of having an advisor. Right. You, know, you don't have to go. Yeah. You don't have to go and search out a tax lawyer or accountant or whatever. If you're doing it yourself, us. you've got to do this whole thing piecemeal. Yes. It's like if you're doing a renovation and you've got to find your own drywall guy, your own electrician, your own plumber, all those Dang. different people. In this case, it's a one-stop shop. You go to Kelvin, yeah. the money guy, you've got your money guy. And you know, it's like, it's like anything. You got your car guy, you got your stereo guy, you got your money guy. Right. Um, and, and Kelvin's got his team and there's um, tax lawyers and accountants and all, all sorts of other people who are part of that network that you access mm -hmm. when you're talking to Kelvin, the money guy. You know, now that I'm doing this spiel, I might as well throw out the phone number again. It's 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And the website is askkelvin.ca. And that's one of those things. When you you find yourself with these sorts of questions, you go to the people that have answers. And Kelvin mm -hmm. uh, is exactly the same way. So. And we're working on you know, making sure that you maximize what you're able to um, get from your own your own property, your own income, and yeah. make sure that it comes back to your family. Yeah, and, and another thing, you know, is like um, probate tax. So probate tax is fifteen dollars for every thousand over fifty thousand. In twenty twenty, they changed the rules so that the first fifty thousand is not taxable, but then after that. It's fifteen buck, fifteen dollars for every thousand over fifty. Probate tax could be avoided without doing a lot of things. One simple measure is to take the open money in non-registered accounts, RSPs, lifts, rifts, you know those things that are registered, mm -hmm. and put the money with an insurance company and buy a seg fund. Now, What's some that? people say that the that the fees for seg funds are higher, and so on and so forth. But really, when you do the math, depending on the amount of money you have, it's probably not. It's probably cheaper. Hmm. Um, so again, you got to do that math and figure it out. Is it right for me? And and it's and a simple rule. It's one and a half times the probate tax. So you have to outweigh, you know, what the cost is for you. So another thing could happen is discretionary family trusts that can be a tool to have non-registered investment income and capital gains taxed. At a lower, at you know, at a at a lower family member, um, such as a child or grandchildren, to reduce the taxation amount on that. Right. But then there's a lot of it'll, there's a lot of things involved in that as well. Many people think maybe people might give up control of their money, mm -hmm. and you know, older people think, oh, I don't want to give up. I don't want to give that money to my kids right now. They'll spend it all, and God forbid, I have to go to a home. I have no money to give me. So. Right, because that's, that is a concern too, right? Because you want to make sure that you can finance your own care in a case mm -hmm. that you've got to go to a long-term care home. And that's, you know, that's real estate and care all in the same place. Right. And you wind up making sure that you can finance that and you don't want, you know, not that you don't want, but you might not want to um, put all of your assets, all of your money, all of your income and funds into the hands of someone else in that knowing that that's a situation that might become very real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there's other things like people, like many people have private corporations um, and these could have complicated tax implications, right? But strategies such as 
you know, ensuring lifetime capital gains and so on and so forth could help mitigate um, income payable on death. So there's many, many things. It's really interesting when I delved into this uh, topic. There's a lot of things I found to myself that I didn't know. And of course, I always say, don't be a know-it-all, be a learn-it-all. So I'm on this, this discovery things. I found out a lot of things that I really didn't know. But the things I didn't know, I went to the tax people and they kind of put it straight what to do. So what I'm trying to say is don't do it yourself, especially when these things are happening, especially if you know you have elderly elderly parents, um, you know, maybe get a power of attorney, things like that now so you can make decisions for them if, if that needs to be. Uh, one thing I got to tell you is what I, again, these are all client experiences. So it's not something I read in a book. Um and, and maybe after the break, we'll talk about some of the things about taxes and how to put it all together so we avoid a lot of it or Great. minimize it. That's coming up, and we'll talk a little bit more. Um, you know, Learning from Kelvin, who's uh, learned from his own experience and learned from client experiences over 30 years of being one of the top financial advisors in the country, Kelvin the Money Guy. You can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L. VIN.ca, or you can call them at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. More of your life, your money, continuing on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good Sunday morning. Thank you for staying with us here on Your Life, Your Money. This is Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Cress, and I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. You can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask. K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. You click on that schedule call link and you can book a time and date of your choosing when you can have a sit-down chat with Kelvin, the money guy, or you can pick up the phone and give him a call, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And it's uh, just tapping into one of the top financial advisors in the country, Kelvin, the money guy, and an all-around great guy just to know and to talk to and bounce stuff off of and you know when one of the things that you don't necessarily want to think about and you know you bring it up with your spouse and they don't want to talk about it you bring it up with your kids and they definitely don't want to talk about it and when you're the kid you bring it up with your parents and guess what they don't want to talk about it yeah. Kelvin's there to talk to about it and it's death and taxes and it's the convergence of those two things those two inevitable things that uh, you wind up running into and you want to make sure that everything is set and settled for your children or for your parents so that everything is passed down in a way that maximizes the the, the income that your family gets to, to maintain and mm-hmm. the minimize the amount that you've got to pay in taxes and then right. you know all your hard earned labor goes away and goes to some goes to the government and I don't know. I I can at the risk of editorializing, <laughs> I think I'd rather have you have the money than have the government have the money. Um, yeah, but it, I, and I think most people would think that way. And Kelvin, when we're talking about this and we're talking about these um, delicate family issues and things like that, what's mm-hmm. what what kind what comes up? What's a, a concern that a, a lot of families have when it, it comes to these sorts of conversations? 
Yeah. So one of the thing is, you know, um, I give, you know, I have a million dollars, which is, which is used to be a big deal way back when, but a million dollars now seems to, for people in their nineties, really have a million bucks. They sold a house that they had Mm -hmm. and maybe they're living in a home or they're living with their kids because just because, Mm -hmm. and what do we do with this money? Well, they realize they're going to pay probate tax on the money. Some of their kids need the money to pay off their mortgage or help them pay their debt while they're living. And the parents want to make sure that the kids are okay. One of the biggest concerns is, is, you know, if I give, if I got a million dollars and I got two kids and I give each half a million and something happens to me and I need money, what happens? So many times you can gift, there's no gifting tax in Canada. You can gift the money to your kids. But I always suggest you make a um, an agreement the kids make an agreement among each other that if mom and dad needs, you know, 50 grand every year to to be in a home, then you got to give the money up, you know, every year, depending on that. And the, the money doesn't become yours until the last parent dies. So that's one easy way to get around things like that. One of the questions I get is uh, what taxes are payable on debt mm-hmm. in Canada? So although there's no debt tax in Canada, there are two main types of tax that are collected when somebody dies. The first, first, there are in there are taxes on income and capital gains earned during the last days of their life, and the second is there's interest on the capital gains made on the money on the estate. So those are two really of the um, of the taxes that you have to pay on debt. Again, to simplify it, to cover all those taxes, man, everybody should look at buying a joint last to die insurance policy, right? So if you're in your 50s or your 60s, uh, you know, get a quote, call me or call the office or call your advisor and get a quote on that because you'll be shocking to see that, you know, maybe I should buy this joint last to die now because if my tax liability is going to be $500,000, what would the cost of the insurance cost me between now and the time I die? If I die by the time I'm 90 or whatever, well, what would it cost me? So if I'm going to pay $200,000 over the next 20, 30 years to save myself $800,000, should I do it? Well, I don't know. You got to do the math and figure it out. Remember, I always say math doesn't lie. So figure out what, work backwards. I always say work your money life backwards, right? So figure out what's my tax liability in the future and what's it going to cost me now Nothing is free, mm-hmm. but what can it cost me now so that I can shelter my money to pass on to the next generation? And you That's... work out that proposition and, and that exchange. Mm-hmm. And, sure. you know, another thing that I've heard you mention a lot is when it comes to insurance, most people are sold insurance. They're not yes. out yes. there shopping yes. for it. And it's better to take the horse by the reins and, and go out there and, and be mm-hmm. the one going out and, and trying to get the answers rather than waiting for someone to bring it to you. And you know, it's really funny because most people are in their 60s and 70s really hate life insurance because mm-hmm. I think when they I think when they grew up, they grew up with this Freedom 55 and they figure out, oh my God, that thing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I guess they figured out that life insurance is a is a scam. And I think they they have that same mentality. But this is different because it's a joint last to die that's gonna cut that's gonna save you a ton of money. So people need really need to go and look into this. And there's things called like a 20-year pay joint last to die where you pay for 20 years. 
no more payments and you move on. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, Chris, we always have to look at the cost of doing what we're doing. If right. It's going to cost, if I have to pay $500,000, it's going to cost me 400,000. What's the point? Mm -hmm. Let me just pay the tax and move on. So we just got to figure that part out. Another thing that people ask is how much can you inherit without paying taxes in Canada? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually because, because, and it's because there are no direct inheritance taxes in Canada. It's not considered an income according to the CRA. Well, they're, they're on strike now, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens there. But so no matter what you inherit, I know any money from you will have any money that you inherit, you'll never have to pay taxes on. Good. Yeah. Canada doesn't have an inheritance tax. We don't have a gift in tax. It's actually pretty good when it, I guess, I guess when I look at it, you're better off tax wise when you're dead because there's no taxes on that. But when you're living, HST, GST, income tax, all this stuff, right? I guess they get so. you so many times that they figure they'll give you a break. <laughs> give you a break. <laughs> you can rest now. It's over. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You can rest. No taxes. See ya. Thank Don't give you. them any Thank ideas, though. Class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, eh? So uh, another question is, how much money can be legally given to a family member as a gift in Canada? Many people have different, you know, connotations, different, I don't know what, where to get the, well, I know where to get it from, Google or somebody. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in Canada, there's no limit on how much uh, you can gift to someone. Interesting. So what yeah, whether you give them five hundred dollars or thirty grand, it's all completely tax free. So parents, you know, uh, rather than keeping all that money till you die, maybe gift it to the kids now, depending on your relationship. And guess that would have to matter. That's interesting because you know I've always thought of that as you know when you look at you know, the high cost of real estate, especially. So if you've uh -huh. got uh, if you've got kids who are struggling to get into the market, that's always something a, a gift. Of that money could help in help them now rather than you know, I've heard heard that it said rather than from warm hands than cold, and you're yeah. able to give them some money now that might might be able to help with something tangible like that in their own investment in in some property. Well, think about this: if you got grandkids, mm -hmm. right? Maybe put the money in an RESP for them, right? Like, get into a contribution for the grandchildren. Can that's another way to reduce. Uh, taxable, you know, non-registered assets, right? So if you, you know, and, and actually that's a great way to transition family wealth. So maybe after the break, we'll kind of talk about estate tax and how we put it all together and move on. Awesome. That's coming up on Your Life, Your Money right here in 640 Toronto. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website. That's askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. And you can call him anytime at 416 Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven. Plan. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. It is your life, your money here with Kelvin, the money guy. You can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Or you can give him a call at 416 Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six 
457 plan. And Kelvin, today we've been talking about death and taxes and the intersection between those things. And really, oh, that sounds like a dreadful conversation, but <laughs> it's all about making sure that your loved ones are taken care of and your loved ones have uh, what you know the, the fruits of your labor and all the time that you've spent uh, earning or uh, accumulating and uh, making sure that everything is set so that things can happen smoothly at the time of your passing. And, you know, uh, Calvin, we were talking a little bit about inheritance and um, passing on um, passing on wealth from generation to generation. The last thing we talked about before we took the break was uh, uh, gifting money and you know, potentially putting that in an RESP mm-hmm. so, to your grandchildren so that they have some uh, money aside for uh, their university college education. Right. I mean, some of those little things that we should look at, you know. You know, one of the things, Chris, is people ask about estate tax. Yeah. Like, what is estate tax? What do you think it is? Tax on your <laughs> estate? <laughs> Can I yeah, define I mean, something with itself, with, with its own word? I don't know. Estate tax, in a simple form, in my opinion, is really an administrative tax. Right. That you have to pay to the government. The government is saying to you, you know, do some administration work for us. And tell us how much you're going to give us. That's what that is. That's what I say estate taxes. <laughs> so how's that calculated? Because, <laughs> yeah, because when someone passes away, the executor, you know, must file a final return as of the date of death. Mm. So if you don't have an executor, go get one, right? There's certain things you have to do and so on. Uh, so the tax return would include any income that received since the beginning of that you received since the beginning of the calendar year. You know, some examples could include your CPP, your old age, uh, retirement pensions, employment income, dividend income, RSPs, RIFs, any type of income. You have to declare that and pay tax on. Mm-hmm. So, for example, again, I'll use if I have $500,000 in my RSP and I pass away today, last spouse dies, and I don't have a joint last die insurance policy, I have to pay $250,000 in taxes. Because five hundred thousand dollars, you're at the top of the, you know, you're at a fifty-three percent tax bracket now, anyhow. So you're paying all that money. So that's what estate taxes is. It's just what do I got and how much do I gotta cut a check to the CRA for, mm-hmm. right? So when when you deal with a financial advisor, you know we put it all together for you. So in Canada, like I say, there's no inheritance tax and technically no estate tax you know, uh, where you pay it like a tax base on the total income or the total assets of your estate. There is, however, income tax based on your final return of the deceased filed by the executor and the probate fees determined by each. It's deter- The probate fees are determined by each provinces. In Ontario, it's uh, the first 50 is tax-free, and that was changed in 2020, and, uh, and it's $15 for every thousand over fifty thousand so depending on the amount of money you have it could add up to be quite a bit quite a bit right um to fix that take that money and put it with an insurance company and insurance proceeds of a life insurance company is not taxable upon debt mm-hmm. estate planning and taxes as you know 
could be very, very complicated. I mean, we talk a whole bunch of stuff about, you know, trusts and discretionary trusts and all that kind of stuff that we don't know about. Um, so because everyone's situation is different and unique, it's always advisable to speak to a professional to get to get some help and some guidance. And that's your financial advisor or an accountant or a lawyer. But I think it best works when all three get involved because you only know what you know. The financial advisor only know what he or she knows. Similarly with a lawyer and an accountant. So if you combine all three together, you're getting three different opinions on what you should do, three different types of examples of what has gone on in the past that can help you save money based right. on you know, the situation, right? Remember, nobody knows it all. I always say be a learn-it-all, not a learn, not a know-it-all, and try and figure this out. And many of us parents are in their 80s. My dad is 87, right? I mean, he's in pretty good shape and all that, but you never know. So we've got to make those type of decisions now based on, you know, that he's living and things are looking good. So many of you that are listening and have parent, elderly parents, maybe some are starting dementia. That seems to be a biggie now. Mm -hmm. um, just with clients that I talk to that tell me their mom and dad or, you know, one of the parents getting early signs of dementia. So they got to worry about what we do. And many of them have money. So what happens, right? Yeah, you've got to figure out those finances now mm -hmm. well yeah. they're still in the right state of mind and you know with the covid you know to settle an estate man takes more than like six months now mm -hmm. some people are taking even longer wow so imagine your mom and dad you know one of them the last one dies well there's all these taxes and fees and stuff you gotta pay well how how are you gonna pay it if everything is tied up in the courts with probate tax and the state tax and all that kind of stuff so do some forward thinking, mm -hmm. you know, look at the worst case scenario now and work backwards to say, okay, this happened. These are the things will happen. These are the actions that will fall into place. And if you do so, you know, the, the tragedy of a parent dying, it's tragic enough. And then you don't have to worry about the money part. You don't have to worry about, you know, well, all the stuff I got to do. And many financial advisors will help their clients to navigate through all these things that happen when you die. And until you experience it, you really don't know, right. to be honest with you. You yeah. don't know what you don't know, and you wind yeah. up, you know, especially by avoiding the conversation, avoiding all these plans, you're just going to create more problems down the road. You know, I can tell you from all these years of doing this and of clients I've had that are now in their 80s and back when they were in their 40s and 50s refused to buy a joint last-to-die insurance policy, thinking man i should have bought it now i should have bought it then because the cost has gone way up some of them have health issues so my one advice before we end the show is to get yourself a joint last to die insurance policy and that'll solve all or most of your problems that joint last to die insurance policy if you've got questions about that contact kelvin the money guy that's ask kelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n.ca or give him a call at 416 457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Kelvin, thanks so much for making this you know, difficult conversation a lot <laughs> easier to understand. And maybe you got the ball rolling for some people out there to maybe get their uh, conversations going with their kids, with mm -hmm. their parents, with their loved ones. Thanks again. And thank you all for making us part of your Sunday. And stay tuned to 640 Toronto. 
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.